Bobby, I challenge you to take the rod of lead out of the pencil and just write with that. Ooh. But it's so tasty. I don't know if I can resist. It's just <laughs> out like that. I mean, it's okay because it's really graphite, so you won't get lead poisoning. Did no, I show you guys the graphite I have stuck in my finger from sixth grade? No. No. I never showed you that? Mm-mm. A boy who had a crush on me stabbed me in the finger. Mm. As, as one does in local custom. What else? Yeah, how else do you tell somebody? <laughs> I'll take see if I can take a picture. It's hard to take a picture of something that up. Oh, look at that. I can see it. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah. That is from when I was 12 years old. Hey, boys. That is such a flex doing that with your ring on. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. It was just literally the only way I could get a picture. I'm sorry. Anyway, I'm with the show. I'm yeah, the right, show. right. <sighs> Wake up. Mm. Nom, 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 nom. Okay, I'm ready. Here we go. Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota. I'm Ann Lundholm, and this show has everything. Injections of deadly poison, murder site updates, ways to deal with intrusive government agencies, and that's just before we get on the plane. Maybe it's due to two plus years of being stuck at home, but we've had a lot to say on recent shows about traveling and the places we've gone slash would like to go, and this episode is no different. We asked for your travel tips And boy, did we get them. So we're going to use our collective brain to decide how best to get from A to Z without having a nervous breakdown. And joining me for this discussion are some of my favorite people that I have traveled to see. From Money Pit Studios in Detroit, Michigan, it's Meredith, the MVH Fan Harn. Good evening, Meredith. Good evening, Anne. And from Garden View Studios in Albany, New York, it's the traveler himself, the traveling man, Bobby Pape. Good evening, Bobby. Good evening, Anne, and good evening, Meredith. (laughs) So on today's show, we'll start with a little small talk. We'll take a peek in the mailbag, plan our travels with some medium talk, make some tissue recommendations, and let you know how you can get involved with the show. Let us head right into this. We got a lot of material. We thought we were going to get this in the last show. Ha 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 ha. So we can't waste any more time, Bobby. Let's dive in with some small talk, which we should keep snacking, uh, snacking, snappy. We should keep snappy because we've got a lot of medium talk to get to. Uh, and speaking of things that are going to keep it tight, Meredith. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I talked about my, uh, my dental plans, I think on the, the last show and the good news is they, well, I don't know if this is good news. They decided not to, to, cut the tendon under my tongue until my recheck because I didn't want to do too much at once. And I'm kind of disappointed. I was relieved because I was really dreading it, but I'm also like, oh, now I have to dread it for another two weeks. Mm. So there's that. But what they did do, they, they did a couple things. They did a computerized bite analysis, which was really cool. 
And then she filed down several of my teeth and then redid it. And then you could actually see how it changed and improved the bite. So that was kind of cool. And then she injected 36 units of Botox. Jesus Christ. Into my jaw, shoulders, neck, and scalp. We don't want those scalp wrinkles. I don't. Head, shoulders, <laughs> knees, and toes. Yeah, I mean, I I so knew wait, this wait, was she, gonna. She filed your teeth and then shot you up with Botox. So, did you get to see her diploma from the Hollywood I mean, Upstairs Medical College? I know first? it doesn't sound good, right? <laughs> I did. I don't know what I was expecting with the Botox. I knew it was going into my jaw, but I didn't. I guess I didn't realize all the other places it was going to go. But like, when you have TMJ problems, you get tension headaches in your. So there's now Botox in my temples. And this is in my muscles, um, uh, which I guess is that's always where Botox goes. But, like, I don't look any different um, because that's what they I all have think. jaw wrinkles as far as I know. <laughs> um, I told somebody I told I told my friend Gabe this and he's like, oh, I got to see this. And I was like, well, there's nothing to see. Um, all those all those people who uh, get a little over invested in their plastic surgery and then they're like, I look great. And you're like, you look like a cat lady. Yeah, I don't have a stretched out cat face yet or like pillow lips or anything like that. Um, it's just, I, it's the same. And it hasn't even kicked in yet. She said it would take about a week. So I, I've got another couple days before I really notice anything. But I mean, okay, so in my jaw muscles was where the most of it went. And then the tops of my shoulders, which is always very tense. And then the ba- the base of my skull in my temples and then like a couple different places in my scalp. It was very strange. Hmm. Um, and the good news about that is that the needles are so tiny you can barely feel them um so that was kind of a nothing thing but it's i've heard that before i know you can't (laughs) sorry i'm sorry size doesn't matter matter wait a minute um did did she use any local anesthetic or nope just pop it in there just yeah wow (laughs) yep 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 so now i'm botox to the hilt and um you know i'm gonna have to if it works, I'm going to do it every, I don't know, probably three, four months. Mm. So I'll be the Botox queen. All right. First of all, new nickname. Second yep. of all, I can't tell if you're hard charging at your maximum deductible for the year or not. But if you are, I mean, this is the year to just go all out. So get the lips done. You know, <laughs> I, I'll, let me preface this by saying, Meredith, you are, um, you are beautiful and intelligent and wonderful just the way you are. Oh, thank you. That said, if you wanted to improve, I mean, oh, Brazilian, tell me how. Brazilian butt lift, nose job <laughs> lips. <laughs> just do it all. I mean, just do it all at once. Yeah. For, for God's sakes, would you do something about those boobs? I'm sorry. You're right. I'll get on that. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So, you know, if you're already all in and, uh, you know, if, you, if you're going to if you're going to remodel the house, just remodel the house. Like, don't tease us. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Well, I did use up a lot of the money in my HSA because this was not insurance cover. A lot of it was not covered by insurance, but I could use my HSA for a lot of it. So that's how they get you. Yep. I have a question. What makes a butt lift Brazilian? Good question. (laughs) I don't know. That is a good question. Uh, This is something I want to Google, but not want to Google. (laughs) No, I don't even know what a butt lift is, honestly. I figured it was sort of self-explanatory. I don't know what the well, but, actual procedure oh. is, but I'm pretty sure I know what the outcome is supposed to be. Sure. Mm. A higher butt. Uh-huh. You want well, your butt to be further up in your back. Like a Kardashian J-Lo sort of situation. 
Uh, all right. So in an incognito window, I've got what is a Brazilian butt lift. Um, I'm not clicking on anything. This is just the top. Like Google has given me a. You're such a, a coward. <laughs> incognito, you're fine. The surgeon uses liposuction to remove fat from your lower body. The extractive fat is then purified and injected into specific points on the buttocks to achieve the desired shape and size. Is this like clarified butter or ghee? Ghee. (laughs) (laughs) It's a ghee transplant. (laughs) All right, I'll schedule that next if I have to. I mean, somehow it will help with your TMJ. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's incognito, so the browser history is not going to be there, but Spectrum still knows what I searched. They know everything. <laughs> they Spectrum. know everything. Spectrum doesn't care. That's true. Uh, so uh, thank you for that. You spent your your HSA, you said, your your, mm-hmm. your flex spending account on something that will no longer be flexible. Congratulations. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> How ironic. Um, speaking of things that are getting increasingly spooky... Um, the mousing hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this is not a bad thing. I just since I've spent the last two weeks talking about the mousing at my house, I thought I would just uh, give a little update to say there is no update. We are now going on ten days since the last um, visitor who left in a grocery bag uh, <laughs> to my house, and there have been no further signs of. Anybody. Glue traps still intact. The glue traps caught one teeny tiny ant that is still in there. Not even like a carpenter ant. Like those really, really small ants. And that has absolutely been the only thing. And this place is so freaking clean. Uh, Nobody is eating off the floor or anything. So I am actually getting a little hopeful that it may, in fact, just have been... Lewis and Clark, please, 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 Let's please, please, hope. Please. I mean, that's what happened to me. I only saw the one. I called the inst- exterminator, and I have not seen another one. So, I mean, Gregory saw one. <laughs> but I didn't, so it doesn't count. <laughs> well, Good logic. Makes like a ton that. of sense. <laughs> yeah. So, the update is no update. That's it. Congratulations. Thank Good. you. Good work. Yeah, keep us posted for a while, though, until we sort of forget about this story. But, mm-hmm. you know, right now we're still invested. Yep. And what I mean is there's a pool going. <laughs> <laughs> no, it sounds like I, a combination of trapping and scaring the shit out of the remaining, you know, mm-hmm. they've moved on to the next to the next house. Mm-hmm. You've made Hopefully. your point. Hopefully. Yeah. It's like having the club in your car. It's not about making your car impossible to steal. You've just made it harder to navigate right. your house than the next house yeah i kind of feel bad about all the the mitigation i've done because it, i think it just means that they're all going to move to my neighbor's houses <laughs> you know what that's their problem that's their problem yeah yeah eight mile derek doesn't know what's coming for him oh boy <laughs> all right next up is a couple for me um uh first up my neck my back um. uh, yeah i'm dying to know what this means <laughs> Uh, this is just, uh, my being old. Uh, I, uh, day before yesterday, yes, day before yesterday, we're recording on Wednesday, a little early this week. I had a long lunch meeting with my colleague, Derek, not eight mile Derek, different Derek. And How many Dereks can there be? That would be cool if he was your colleague. Derek's. <laughs> Has anyone ever called eight mile Derek a colleague? <laughs> 
He was in the Navy. Okay, sure. I mean, well, then they called him Sailor. Okay. Yeah, let's, uh, nope, nope, not making any semen jokes. So nope. uh, I was <laughs> at a lunch meeting with my colleague Derek, and we had to do a last-minute restaurant switch because the place we were going to go, we didn't realize was closed, and um, shooting for Gilded Age has actually, in several moments already this week, disrupted my life, and that included Monday, looking for parking in Troy because they're shooting around mm. the part where they're doing that. It's a whole thing anyway. So we finally get settled. We end up going to... Uh, a place called the Whistling Kettle. Wonderful tea place and tea lunch service. So, like, this tower comes out with my three plates Ooh, on it. With my cool. quiche and a scone with clotted cream. The and little sandwiches. Uh, um, I did not do a little sandwich in this particular instance, but I do. I mean, they have that. Op- there are sandwich options. Um, there should be egg and watercress sandwiches. <laughs> right. Exactly. No, no, a little more flavor and variety than than grandma's tea service because... You know, if they want you to come back. At any rate, we're we're having our laptops out. We're getting a couple of bunch of work done. I'm sitting in this banquette uh, that's um, a little sinky and a little funny, but I'm I'm getting settled in. I'm getting work done. At the end of our two hours, I get to close my laptop, and um, I go to get up, and I'm just doubled over. Oh, so, that's how it some, happens. Something yep. about the way I was sitting just sounds familiar. Fucked yep. me good, and I I. I mean, I don't think I threw my back out so much as I just, something just right. Yep. Something. It's and, a spasm. Um, you get a muscle spasm and it's like debilitating to in a way you didn't think was possible. Yeah. So it's like two days and a bunch of hours later and um, I'm intermittently miserable. Yesterday, the pain was impressive. I came home and worked from home for part of the afternoon uh, so that I could just like lay flat for a little while. Ended up going back to the office later because I reached a point where I just needed to stand for a while. So I figured I'd at least go stand at my desk there. I had to get some stuff done with some files I didn't have here. I live close to the office. That's not abnormal for me to go back and work weird late hours. But I'm over the pain now for the most part. Just the irritation. Like, I'll be fine. I'm fine right now. But if I turn just wrong, mm. I just... just pain shocked through me mm-hmm. and of course sleeping like i'll get in a position where i'm comfortable to sleep but if i say have to roll over to reach for my alarm on my phone i'll forget as i'm waking up this has happened two days in a row now and then just reach to my left start to roll over and just god pain shooting through me oh welcome to my life mm-hmm. oh my god so I'm like trying to get in the perfect position to sleep and I'm like, don't move, don't move. And at least, yeah. you know, Sam hasn't been here. So I haven't had to like accommodate anybody else <laughs> in this stupidity, but I'm just trying to like the perfect arrangement of pillows to get myself in like, I have like a fortress of pillows right now. So like I have the ones behind my head, the one on either side of my shoulders to kind of like brace me in place. I feel like I could be saying all these sentences. <laughs> <laughs> I for the longest time was a single pillow person. That's all I needed. And then as my back problems um, continue to grow, now I've got the one for my head and I've got the one between my knees to keep my hips at the proper mm-hmm. Yeah, I do that distance. sometimes. And I've got a body pillow to brace against my back and just anything to try and get to a position that I can maintain and that's comfortable. Yep. I have to have a huggy pillow now to keep my shoulders from collapsing in on themselves because I'm a side sleeper. Oh, yeah, I Mm. do that, too, sometimes. So all of that said, um, Friday, so before you hear this, dear listener, 
I'm picking up a rental van to drive to Boston because we're liquidating most of the rest of the stuff in the apartment, or I should say moving it out. Famously comfortable. back here. Rental mm-hmm. vans. Yeah, nothing like driving a U-Haul across the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. Lumbar support, yeah. And on top of that, then there's all this stuff that needs to come down from the third floor. Mm. Oh, are you doing heavy lifting this weekend? Uh, well, I'm slated to do heavy lifting this weekend, mm. but um, I have help, and I now get to probably be the asshole who is like... Sorry, brother-in-law, but I can't right now my back. <laughs> I mean, that's what Mike did. I mean, when when I moved him, he just sat in a chair and babysat Eddie. And Thank he you felt... for comparing me to our opioid-addicted <laughs> cripple friend. You're welcome. <laughs> but he felt terrible about it was the point yeah. of that. <laughs> nah, I didn't care. I understand. Hey, did you no, ever see a picture of him not looking relaxed? <laughs> no. He was having a great time. He was hanging out with the dog. I want to note that I only used that term because I knew he'd be okay with it. I would never use that out of context. Um, anyway. Well, I give you permission to not lift things. And if you need a doctor's note, I am very good at forgery. <laughs> I mean, you're proper, well, you're you. the closest thing we have to a doctor on this show. So it's pretty far. I but I, I can, Over there, prescribing yeah. Botox for my back. That's me. Uh, so, yeah. No, my brother-in-law, the... The former recent rugby player is going to come. So I think I'm just going to watch him carry it all downstairs and I'll go pick up a pizza, I guess. But it would be the week that we're moving that is the week that my of back course. just decides, well, at T to uh, <laughs> fuck me over. Yeah, because you, when you damage your back, it's never doing anything. I have right. thrown my back out turning around me and too. not like quickly or with any kind of sharp movement, just... It just happens. I've done it from just sleeping wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's mostly how I injure myself, is sleeping wrong. God, we're so wow. old. Yeah, that was the whole point of putting this in small talk, is just while we're so old. Um, <laughs> and speaking of old, um, I have uh, an occasion coming up in, a, in just a couple of months here. Uh, in October, Sam and I will be celebrating our 10th Wedding anniversary. No. What? But you just got married recently. I know. Uh, if it weren't for the, the haircut adjustment that I made shortly after the wedding and never looked back, I would really think it was just a couple of years ago. <laughs> uh, but sure enough, 10 years. And uh, as we were saying before we started rolling tonight, I don't wear my rings. This came up because Meredith sent us a picture of her uh, graphite uh, in graphite finger uh and she flexed with her incredible i was okay i feel like i need to clarify i wasn't flexing first of all it was very hard to take a picture of the inside of your uh index finger on your left hand without getting the wedding ring in there and i have a graphite finger because a boy stabbed me in the finger with a mechanical pencil in sixth grade and there's still a dot there is gregory jealous of graphite boy i've never asked i should i'll check I think the the only reasonable option is that he should get to stab you with a pencil. Oh right. yeah, I guess all's fair. Um, Graphite Boy's name was Giles. Oh no, and he yeah. wasn't British. Nope, his mom was an artist. Oh, oh his mom was a monster. Yeah. <laughs> so where was I? Sorry. Um, um, you inspired me though because the thought of um, marking your finger permanently actually. Uh, came right back to a thought that we've had, which is Sam and I have sort of half-joked about getting ring tattoos for a couple of years now, a few years now, because I just don't wear my wedding ring. Like, 
my wedding band is in a safe, secure place, uh, which is clipped to the place where you can clip your keys into my laptop bag. Very mm. safe. Because if I'm going to like a meeting or something, or I'm throwing a suit on, I will wear it if I'm, you know, it's, I, I treat it like dress up jewelry. So like if I'm dressing up for something, I put my wedding, like if we're going out to dinner somewhere nice together or something, I, I will put on my wedding ring because it's, you know, but day in and day out, I don't because I bang my hands into everything. I am clumsy. I'm fidgety and I hate jewelry. So like, I just don't go in for it. However, I don't have an issue proclaiming my ever loving, everlasting love for Sam on my hand. Uh, and so suddenly something that I thought was stupid when people were doing it in the nineties, which is ring tattoos, which I don't know if people are still doing, oh boy. Has, has come back into the conversation here. Right. Well, obviously there's no taking back a ring tattoo, but there's also no taking back the 10 years of structured debt that we're sharing right now. Well, so that's like, not the, that's not the objection. The objection is a ring tattoo. Right. <laughs> and I don't have any tattoos. That would be my, my first tattoo. Uh, so I, I'm curious, ladies, what you think of this possibility of me getting just a very simple bit, not like a, not like a, a Celtic pattern or <laughs> a clatter you know, ring, right? Yeah. But just like a, just like a straight black band tattoo, just on my ring finger. I was gonna say, what typically goes into a ring tattoo? Yeah. Is it like you get the other person's name tattooed around your finger in a ring, or, or like matching actual designs? I think you just get the word ring. no no regrets just <laughs> yeah written around very small uh I don't know I'm going to say no returns <laughs> uh you know I I think it's uh for me I'm literally just thinking straight straight line just like my my wedding band is just solid it's just gold like it's just and you know platinum finish so like it's just a straight band there's nothing no engraving, no pattern, no nothing. It's very simple because we got our bands to match Sam's engagement ring, which is a very simple, intentionally very simple design that I really liked when I was poor and was able to afford the one ring I found from K Jewelers that I liked. So, like, I just a straight black line, basically, around my finger. That's all I want. I don't want anything weird. Hmm. I, I'm looking at some pictures Yes, me too. I, I Google image search ring tattoos. We're talking. Okay, so. so we're looking at basically the same thing, and I just I don't quite see what's the point if it's just a black ring, uh, line. I do see some of these that I think are kind of cool that are still simple but have a little bit of flair to them. There's this one where the they each have an arrow up their finger and uh-huh, they, I see they that. put their hands mm-hmm. side by side. It's like a it's like a an old Mad Magazine fold together. Um, I think you should tattoo a, a mustache on your finger so when you hold it on your lip, it looks like you have a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> Meredith, oh, I think ew. you're losing the thread Yikes. here. Oh, on this. I see. Uh, uh, Jacob and I thought it said Susan, but that looks like an E, so Sazen. I just have their names in cursive tattooed on one another's fingers. Yeah, see, that's sort of what I thought you were talking about. No, that sounds terrifying. This person has till death. Oh, God. So there's a couple. terrible font. I've had a couple tattoos, and so there, I have two thoughts. First of all, that's going to hurt a lot. Right. Um, That has crossed my mind. (laughs) Yeah, that's going to hurt. Also, like, I think a black band or nothing, because these tattoos that are, like, tiny and detailed, you either need a super talented like extraordinarily talented tattoo artist or it's going 
But even then, I think it's going to bleed and fade and look crappy after a couple of years. Right. If you get anything other than just a black line. So I like the picture where the dude has till death on one finger bone. And the woman has something that looks almost like a henna tattoo pattern just around her ring finger. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, a henna tattoo ring would be the ultimate prenup, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) The black band, I've seen several pictures of black bands and those aren't super offensive to me at all. I'm already prepared for the fact that it's probably going to hurt like hell just because it's such a sensitive area and the bone's right there. Like, Yeah, I had one over my rib and that was extremely, it was more painful than the one I had on my inner elbow. I see a flower ring tattoo that looks like the the edging of a Midwestern tablecloth that is don't, actually very do pretty, that. but no, not for me. I mean, I don't know. So the, the, this also comes up because Sam never wears her rings in clinic because especially post COVID mm-hmm. she has to like wash and sanitize her hands like a million times a day. And so she either needs to wear gloves and having rings on under the gloves doesn't really work or she's washing her bare hands constantly and just eroding the coating on her rings constantly. Right. So sometimes she'll wear just her band and not her engagement ring, which is fine, except for I spent all the money on the engagement ring, so I like people to see the giant fucking diamond I paid for, but that's all right. <laughs> so, you know. Uh, just have her so put we, a picture of it in Slack on accident. Have her, maybe she should tattoo a picture of the ring to her just a giant diamond pattern. Um, no, but I think we would get matching simple black bands. That's what <laughs> I'm envisioning. Oh, this person has like an EKG. No, no. <laughs> There's one a little bit, a picture a little bit further down here. Thirty-three super cute finger tattoo ideas, but it's a, it, there's a, it's a double line, and the baseline is a little thicker, and then it's a really slender one just above that. I quite like that. I feel like that's is that the kind of thing where like every five years you get another skinny line. It's like when you mm. add another state. Maybe you get one, another one for each child or something. Oh, yeah. Well, that won't be a problem. Well, each, each cat. Um, <laughs> but you two said that too fast. <laughs> well, that's what I would do. <laughs> Meredith, you have a black hand. Yeah, my whole arm. <laughs> uh, interesting. Actually, I did find one with somebody who just has a giant diamond pattern. I, um, I see that. But that's on the inside of their finger, right? Is that the one you're looking at? I lost it. I don't know. I got to keep looking Beyonce here. has a wedding ring tattoo? Okay. I've changed really? my mind. Oh, now I'm cool. I didn't know that Beyonce had one. I don't know, though. If it's in reference to her, you know, Jay-Z, I wouldn't go tattooing anything permanently. Well, they've withstood some things. It's the Roman numeral four. They both have it on their ring finger. Hmm. 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 This person has rosary. That's complicated. Anyway, uh, I would love listener feedback on this. It's not the question of the week. Because Uh we have important business to attend to, or do we? Um, But, uh, oh, these people have their anniversary, which would be a great way to never forget your anniversary. Uh Mm. Yeah, but then no excuses, fellas, if it's tattooed on your finger and you still can't be bothered to do anything. Not talking to you at this point, Bobby. I have an annual reminder. I know. I know. That's what I said. (laughs) I'm, I'm not speaking to you. Yeah. Well, we also got married on a holiday weekend. I feel like that helped. You were a very conscientious lover. Yikes. All right, we're going to we move were, on from this conversation now. <laughs> we were shooting for 420, but we had 427 was the only the, That's the better. next available date. Yeah, I feel better. like being a week late is a perfect embodiment of yep, 420. Exactly. 
So yeah, listeners, if you've got uh, ringing tattoo experience, let me know. Also, we don't have a tattoo artist. Like, it's a new city for us here. And it's one of those things where a straight black band is probably a really easy job in the world of tattoo artistry, but I still don't want to trust it to an amateur or somebody new. No, of course you not. Know, yeah. I want the best tattoo artist in New York State to do my very dumb, simple want. <laughs> Ring tattoos. So. Yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, and with that, let's go to the mailbag, Meredith. Oh my goodness, you guys. We have so much mail. Um, I'm going to start out with an actual email that we got from listener Justina. So good to hear from you, Justina. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. Um, she says, hi, T-Shears. Wow, what a summer it's been. My all but son-in-law's mother passed away. Fuck cancer. Mm-hmm. Then we had to put our old dog to sleep. Again, fuck cancer. Mm-hmm. Then we went to a wedding and my husband got COVID, took Paxlovid, and had a full-blown rebound case of COVID. <laughs> and now mm-hmm. it's the middle of August. <laughs> I'm a little shell-shocked, but we're making it through day by day. And we do have a trip down to Hilton Head, South Carolina to look forward to. But I've been listening and I even watched The Cutting Edge. I hadn't seen it before. And it was a nice way to spend some time with you all. Face. That's sweet. Thank you. I will report that of the 20, including honorable mentions, places that you listed in this week's show, I've been to 12 and a half. (laughs) The half is that I've been to Krakow, but as a second-gen Holocaust survivor, I gave myself a pass on Auschwitz. Plus, we're now in no (laughs) position to challenge Uh, that, are we? That's fair. Yeah. Uh, I come close to one more. I haven't been to the Bolshoi in Moscow, but I did see the St. Petersburg Ballet Theater at their home. I was toying with making a little photo album for you, but guys, that's work. Plus, I did a voice memo and everything, but if anyone ever wants to talk travel, I'm your girl. Uh, Travel tips for me. Number one, global entry. It includes TSA pre-check and fast passes you through passport control in the U.S. Worth it. Number two, pack an extension cord. It's life-changing. And then, okay, I kept it short for once. Thanks, Justina. You may, if you're packing an extension cord, you may also need to uh, pack a plug adapter, too. Quite. Yeah. Depending on Packing where you're going. An extension cord is genius, though. I, I yep. did use to, when I was flying weekly, I always kept like a light duty two prong. Oh, yeah. Because uh, shitty hotels that don't have a plug anywhere near the bed. Right. You never know where the plug mm-hmm. is going to be. Right. I like the ones that have the um, the outlet in the lamp base next to yes. the bed now. That's good. Or even just a USB yep. hub. That's yep. cool. Um, so let's listen to Justina's voicemail. Hi guys, it's Justina. I know it has been a while. I have been listening, just been super busy, but um, travel is is uh, definitely a passion of mine. And um, I think that the place that I would like to share with you that is just really cool to go to are the Austrian Alps. Um, you know, Tyrol and uh, the uh, the next region over very cool area. I love the mountains and uh, this is a a particularly beautiful slice and it's layered over with uh, Austrian culture which includes fabulous food including really amazing desserts. So you combine that and it's just really awesome. Uh, And the two towns that I particularly love in this area are uh, Salzburg and Innsbruck. Uh, Salzburg, of course, is uh, from Sound of Music fame, but it's also uh, just a beautiful town with uh, lots of Mozart going on there because he lived there or was born there, I believe, and um, and really fun place to wander around. And then Innsbruck, uh, they, they hosted the Olympics back in the 70s, 
question mark. And um, so it's got a lot of infrastructure from that, which is really cool. And um, we, you know, we stayed there. We, we went to the town above it, the little village above it called Eagles. And then the hostess where we were staying sent us up the hill for a restaurant that we had a hike up to. And we had old Austrian people just absolutely passing us going up this hill because they do this every day. It's amazing. But we got up to this this uh, restaurant and they had this giant patio overlooking Innsbruck. We could see the airplanes coming in between the mountains landing down in Innsbruck. It was really cool. And the food was really beautiful. And then, and then suddenly one of those... Uh, sudden rainstorms that breaks out in mountains arrived and we all everybody on the patio crowded into the little stubli which is their little uh, bar area inside the place and we were all singing together and exchanging jokes and and it was it was just one of those really amazing moments where you're like yeah this would not happen at home i really loved it so i'd love for other people to experience that and that'll do it I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. All right. Um, we need to move on to our question of the week responses. And it's been a long time coming for these because we've been putting it off for a couple weeks. Um, so we have a ton to get to. Um, first, Jennifer says, know that when you go to a big city with lots to do, don't beat yourself up for not seeing everything. Make immediate plans to go back. Very Aww. smart. Yep. This is why I like going places where there's almost nothing to see. <laughs> then you never have For, to go back. I'm, I'm not kidding. <laughs> if you go to Carthage, Missouri, and you see the Precious Moments Museum, you've seen Carthage. Mich- like, check that Missouri. off the yeah. list. Ah, Toledo. I spent <laughs> a week there one day. That's uh, all funny, you need to you should say that. I'm heading to Toledo in a couple of weeks. Meredith, I've been meaning to let you know. I'm going to be passing through your, your you fair city on my it, way yeah. to Toledo. So uh, we're going to take it in Budhens game. Okay. And then uh, that'll probably do oh it. Oh, my God. I thought you said Budhens. I thought you said buttheads. We're going um, to a Brazilian buttheads game. Amazing. <laughs> I was like, what's a button? <laughs> uh. um, we'll see if we can catch you between here and Toledo. Um, Gregory says, when you're packing to leave a hotel room, turn on all the lights. Put your bags on the bed and turn out the lights in each area when you completely finish collecting all your stuff so you don't keep checking the same spots and you don't forget to check anywhere. He does this and it's very smart. It's Um, extremely smart. Yeah, it really does work too. So you're like, okay, I know I already got all the stuff from over there. So you, you, and it's very good way to not forget your, forget stuff in general too. So I sincerely pretend I'm on NCIS or FBI or FBI International or FBI in space. I don't know, are, there more, are there more FBI's? Yeah. Or, or whatever. And I clear the room. Like, I. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One, one corner at a time. Yeah, yep. you have to. Uh, Kenneth says, fly southwest. This is controversial. Check in exactly 24 hours before the flight or pay the extra $20 for early bird check in. I fully agree with you, Kenneth. I love southwest, but I know not everybody does. I mean, I've never flown southwest because the idea of not having an assigned seat stresses me the fuck out see it makes me i i love it because i can usually get a a early boarding position so i can choose what seat um so i don't know it works well for me and plus i have a southwest card i'll get to that later so it allows upgrades there are good benefits with the southwest card there are i'll give you that 
Um, Anne Louise says, for parents, this car seat booster is amazing. It fits over the handle of my roller bag, and it makes flying much less stressful if your kids are big enough. And then there's a link to an Amazon booster seat. So you're just going to have to go to Facebook to see that. I mean, things none of the three of us have ever considered, but... Yeah, thank you, Anne Louise. (laughs) Um, Lane says, compression cubes, not just plain packing cubes. I feel like we're going to get into fisticuffs about packing cubes. Um, or the vacuum bags that you roll to compress for extra packing capacity. Um, and then there's a link to some packing organizers. Um, I think the vacuum ones are great. I think that makes a lot of sense. I have done vacuum ones once before when I was traveling to Europe. And I just felt like it was such a hassle to, I don't know. I didn't like the crinkliness of them. <laughs> yeah. But it does compress things in a way that you can't really do any other way. So it's true. I don't know. Trying to cram stuff in your bag. A whole lot of faffing about. Mm -hmm. Uh, Misty says, "Always have a buffer day when you get back." Yes, agree. Yep. yep. Julie says, "Those packing cube things really work." I'm I'm still. I don't know. I'm just not sold on this because, like, if I don't have enough, I don't know, underwear or socks or whatever to fill up one, it's just wasted. I guess it gets crushed in with everything else. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not convinced. Um, mm-hmm. Jack says, take a bunch of various size Ziploc bags for dirty clothes, wet bathing suits, drippy ointments, lotions, and the like. Yep. Yes, absolutely. Yep. We always have at least like a grocery bag for dirty clothes mm-hmm. or, or shoes or something. Yep. And I always, I always pack things that could ooze in their own Ziploc coming mm-hmm. and going like this time when I went to California, I took a, like a hair smoothing oil. It was not helpful. Nothing can help this. <laughs> but uh, I did not realize on the way home, I did not quite snap the lid oh. down. And so it was a really good thing. I had that sucker in a Ziploc. I have a waterproof toiletry bag thing that I have had for years and I love it. And I put everything in there. Um, Linda says, always take a bathing suit, even if you don't think you'll need it. An unexpected spa day in Zurich. I had to rent one. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Anne says, ordering an in-flight meal or snack that is not too temperature sensitive and then taking it to go can be a better option than getting to your hotel late and being at the mercy of the snack bar or vending machines. That is is very smart. So smart. So smart. Oh my gosh. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Let's see. What? Okay. It says Kalenda, and I was like, who's Kalenda? I don't think that's, that's a Kalina. person. <laughs> Kalina says, yeah. Okay, let me Kalenda see. is Kalenda. the sassy Kalina. Yeah. <laughs> it's summer Kalina. <laughs> I just had to scroll through the Facebook thing to make sure it wasn't actually somebody named Kalinda. Um, all right. Kalina says, buffer day before and after, or I'm not going. Oh, hell yes. <laughs> yes. Hell yes. Again, totally on board with that. Daniel says, take the pillow you usually sleep on with you. The familiarity and comfort you feel at home can help you sleep better in an unfamiliar place with less comfortable pillows. Yep. Oh, my gosh. I rarely do this, but I should because I'm such a princess in the pee. It's just like it's hard. I, I'm not going to take a pillow on a plane. But if I'm on a road trip, I think I'm doing this from now on. I sure. pack my pillow in my suitcase because I have a super squishy pillow. I don't know if it's just naturally squishy or because it's. 25 years old and my head has been on it for 25 years worth of nights but hotel pillows are always firm and I don't like it so my squishy pillow can pack right in on top of all my other shit I think I have the opposite problem about hotel pillows I feel like they're never firm enough what 
to the point where I have um, I have learned that if I'm traveling alone, I will sometimes intentionally also still take a room with two beds so that I will have extra pillows so that I can build my little pillow throne. I feel throne. like feather pillows, like hotel feather pillows, will squish down to where your head is just on the mattress. That's mm-hmm. what I like. I think they're too squishy. Well... I like, I'm very specific about my pillows though. I like, I have a very firm pillow as I've talked about extensively um, with a shoulder cut out and then a squishy, very malleable pillow on top of it. So it kind of like supports my head from the sides. I'm adding pillow talk to the reserve. Okay. <laughs> this is, there's a whole show here. There really is. We've, yep. we've done it. We've done some, some talk on pillows, but it warrants. I think if discussion. we, if we push pillow talk out to pillows and bedding pillow talk. and beds, like I think <laughs> we've got. We've got because I, I I already am sensing differences of opinion here, yep. and it's wonderful to hear how wrong you you can be sometimes because you're usually not. Anyway, who, who can sleep on flannel? Too hot, too hot, too hot. That in, cotton the, all in the winter. Not. In the winter, I love a flannel sheet. No. Nope. Oh gosh. Okay. <laughs> I like your blanket are... time. <laughs> yep. Well, both. Okay. Um, Jean says we take a very light throw or blanket and throw off the heavy duvet and stuff. In a pinch, a hotel towel over the sheet is lightweight. Yeah, that's good. Wow. Uh, Carolyn says, wear flip-flops or slide sandals to security and change into your other shoes on the other side. Mm. Or just get TSA pre-checked so you don't take your shoes off. Yes. That's my aside. April says, pack light. I've traveled carry-on only for over 10 years and don't regret it. You go, April. I envy you. I can't do that. Mm -mm. Every time. I haven't checked your bag in years. I've given that up because I hate schlepping my bag and having to deal with it around the airport. I hate mm-hmm. it. Uh, we'll talk more about bags later. Um, yep. Pierre yes. says, when you get into a hotel room, put your suitcase in the bathroom and inspect the edges of the bed and mattress for bed bugs. I always, Ugh. well, I put it on the little tray thingy mm-hmm. or the, you know, the, the, the rack, the luggage rack um, first before I, before I put it down on any soft surface. But bed bugs are very scary to me. I've never thought to check for bed bugs. <sighs> I've never seen them, so I don't even know if I. I guess you'd know if you saw them, but um, yeah, it's like it's like pornography, probably. <laughs> yeah. uh, Liz says I don't want to post on Facebook, but my travel tip is to not take more than three pairs of shoes and wear the biggest on travel day. You don't need heels or any of that; just one nice pair, like sandals and tennis shoes, and that's all you need. I'm going to disagree. It depends on where you're going. Sometimes you need heels <laughs> if you're going to a wedding or something. Mm-hmm. You need heels. Uh, and it, it's a bummer to, to travel with fancy shoes because, like, you, they take up a lot of room and it sucks. But sometimes yep, they sure do. Got to do it. Uh, Rosemary says, check the Atlas Obscura website when planning your trip for things to do at your destination that are beyond the regular tourist stops. I almost always find at least one really cool stop in every city I go to because of their website. For example, this historic residential street in Pittsburgh paved with wooden blocks. Hmm. That's crazy. It's another vote for Atlas Obscura. It's great. Um, Jeremy says Atlas Obscura has a really great podcast. I have also had good luck finding weird places with roadsideamerica.com. Of course he has. Mm-hmm. Uh, Megan says if you're traveling as a twosome, book the aisle and window seats of the same row, then offer the middle person the window seat. Win-win. They're happy with the offer. And if you're me and go to the bathroom multiple times a flight, you can only have to climb over, you only have to climb over your partner or vice versa. Uh, Sam and I have done that before. 
the the victory is if nobody ends up buying that middle seat, then you really win. Oh, I was yes. going to say, yeah. why wouldn't you just pick the, the middle and the aisle seat to begin with, if that's yeah, what you're going to do? An abandoned right. window seat is super attractive to a solo traveler, but an abandoned middle seat is not. Right. Mm-hmm. And so unless your flight is sold full, which most of them are these days, you have a small chance. Also, if you go a little further back with that strategy, because if there's only middles left... They start to fill from front to back because at least you're getting right. Like it's it's like it's like when they sell single slices of pizza. You always sell somebody the largest slice left on the thing, so that somebody's always getting the largest slice left on the thing. The sheet, even middle seats have a hierarchy of front to back for shittiness. So if you, you don't want to be in the back, middle seat by the bathroom, which I have right. been in. It's the oh, worst yeah. place on the plane. So you know if you're willing to go a little further back with that plan, you might get lucky. And uh, not have that middle seat full. I will dehydrate myself and sit at the window and so that yep. I don't ever have to get up. Like, I will yep. just not drink anything um, to avoid using an airplane bathroom. I did that in Austin on that trip. I'm usually an aisle guy, but mostly windows were available. And uh, I just managed to not use the bathroom on mm-hmm. the plane. I think either way, all four flights. Yep. yep. That's yeah. the way to go. You stop uh, drinking two and a half hours before you get on the plane. Mm-hmm. Yep. And go that to the liquid, bathroom right before. That yep. liquid on the floor is not water. Nope. Wear your fucking shoes not to the lav. Wear your shoes. Sorry. Ugh. Gross. Uh, Jeremy says, <laughs> uh, compendium.com. Camp ND. It's C-A-M-P compendium. Mm-hmm. I think he's, he's shared that before. Uh, that's the like a website that shows you a lot of free, weird places that you can camp. Yeah, I'll be. That's a no for me. Yep. Dog, but good for you, Jeremy. Um, Laura says, I'm late to the game, but don't pay a bribe at the airport in a foreign country. Unless you can give them money they can't ever exchange, in which, in which case it's sort of sweet revenge. Um, why, why would you be paying a bribe? I don't know. <laughs> which countries are we talking about, Laura? I mean, I'm sure there are countries where, like, you have to do that to get. I don't know, a taxi Mm -hmm. or get your, I don't know, get your luggage maybe. Um, Wasn't Laura working in Panama or something for a while? Like at the Panama American Embassy or something? I was warned about this when I landed in Dominican Republic. I was told not to. Like we had to arrange a driver ahead of time so that we wouldn't get scammed by drivers. (laughs) I mean, I remember the first time I went to New York City alone and had to get from like I had to get across town to get to LaGuardia and there's no good public transit and the first thing somebody said to me was just don't take a gypsy cab which is basically the same deal right mm-hmm. yeah is that term offensive now probably, probably. Yep. gypsy cab I, I'm just I'm, I mean that's what they were called I'm not mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. The brand yeah yeah so anyway <sighs> that was the mailbag yeah Oof. I'm just trying to picture um, Laura now bribing a foreign airport official with Cole's cash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was trying to think of what kind of currency couldn't you exchange monopoly money. Uh, more travel tips coming here in medium talk or as what I assume. And did you write the TC travel show travel mm-hmm. tips from the top? Of course I did. That's right. I like it. We're going to bestow some of our travel wisdom. Um, I went airline heavy, although I do have some thoughts about road trips and things like that, too, which is primarily to just um, take your time, stop and see things and get off the highway as much as possible. I will I will add an hour to my drive if it means I'm not on, a, on an interstate mm. whenever possible. You clearly are not a type A person. Yeah. 
Get yeah. there. Get there fast. Do don't that. stop. Get there get as quickly as you with. possibly can. Well, but you're choosing your goals, right? I want to go find some weird restaurant in the middle of nowhere. Or... You assume that I have a choice in the way my brain works. Well, I mean, I think it's just what your type A priorities are. <laughs> anyway. Accomplish the goal. The goal is to get to point A. I Get there. Get disc- there now. Didn't even think to put it on small talk, but I'm the one who took my disc assessment last week and got straight D. <laughs> well, we all knew that. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, these are travel tips that we've we've cobbled together here. My list is particularly long, although I think it's just part formatting. Um, and... Uh, if you had to pick one from your overall list, do you want to start with your pragmatic or your uh, sort of holistic big picture ones? Maybe I better start with the big picture ones. I guess I'll start with don't over plan. And this is a a lesson for traveling that I have learned over the years. And I'm thinking specifically of guest producer uh, Jack Taylor, who came up with this entire segment and, and his impending trip to New York City for the first time in decades and wanting to cram as much as possible into the experience. And the thing is, it costs so much money to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's like you want to maximize the experience and maximize that money that you've spent. So I'm always like, I gotta make the most of this. Um, But I learned that that uh, type A personality um, aspect is not really helpful in enjoying the time that you spend there. Um, And then I just end up being disappointed with myself for all the things that I didn't do. So I would say no more than two things in a day. And you can surround that with, you know, smaller whatevers. But I want to have no more than two goals a day when I go somewhere. Otherwise, I just end up being disappointed. I think that's very reasonable. Yeah, I hope so. I think three is probably acceptable if you're building it around meals, which is pretty much how I plan my trips in a new city it's oh my my meals are my milestones and then i just go around that uh, not even necessarily an itinerary of meals but just a checklist of meals things i want to experience food wise in a city mm, i guess yeah. i just think morning activity and afternoon activity and god knows there's not going to be any night activities so <laughs> no, let's no, no. not even bother <laughs> no yeah all right i like that yeah let yourself uh let yourself embrace the experience Yep, it's just going to cost money and it's going to cost more than you think and that's okay. Yep. Uh re- round robining this. Mm-hmm. Sure. All right. Um well I'm going to take TSA precheck off the board early and I know that that'll cover a bigger conversation here which global entry came up in the listener suggestions. I actually have been meaning to switch over to global entry. In fact, I prequalled for it and then it was just during COVID, so I couldn't get an interview anywhere. But I absolutely would recommend Global Entry for anyone who's willing to go do the extra legwork to get the interview because I believe it's actually cheaper than TSA PreCheck and comes with TSA PreCheck. Um, when we were living in Buffalo, I actually thought about getting Nexus too, which Meredith, I imagine, might show up in your world more too as a border city mm-hmm. um, for driving back and forth into Canada all the time. But um, I recognize the TSA PreCheck is just the government taking. $80 every five years for me to exercise a fast pass on security theater. It's just to feel like a normal human being. Exactly. That's You're buying you back dignity. Yes. Yeah. 
Yep. And if you fly once a year, and so you fly round trips, so two flights a year where you don't have to get jostled and wait in a longer line and treated like cattle. Um, I mean, I can't help you for flying Southwest, but for TSA security, if you want to avoid those things, TSA pre-check. Agree. I think it's totally worth it. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I, I, I always think, I mean, yes, this is a tip that's highly dependent on how, how much you travel, I think. Um, and I always think, oh, yeah, I should do that. Uh, I'll get around to it before my next trip. And then my next trip isn't like for 18 months. So I would say in the last three years, I've traveled twice. And obviously, that's, you know, pandemic times or whatever. But I'm not really that big of a traveler these days. And so the cheapskate in me is like, I don't want to. You don't want to pay $85 for the privilege of being fingerprinted and put in the system? <laughs> Not really. What if I have to make a break for it? I don't want to have to file my fingers down. You're going to get arrested waiting in line for the airport to that flight to Cancun because Mm -hmm. you're going to wait for an hour. Yeah, I got to dip my finger fingertips in hydrochloric acid to eat the fingerprints off Mm. after that. I can't be in the system. I feel like you've thought through this a little much. Yeah. I don't know. It's just idle considerations. (laughs) Uh, Meredith, how are you fleeing the country? Um, well, okay, you took TSA pre-check off the list, so I can't use that. Um, I would say, so I organized my thoughts as far as flying, driving, and then hotels slash general. Um, so I'll start with the flying, and I would say my best tip is to get a direct flight, if at all possible. Mm-hmm. Yup. Um, this is a huge one for me because it eliminates, uh, you know, if you get a delay, it's not that big of a deal necessarily i mean it depends on what you're doing right if you're going to an event or a meeting or something you could still miss it but if you're just like traveling for fun it's not the end of the world if your flight is delayed a couple hours because you're not going to miss connection um it also eliminates a lot of luggage insecurity (laughs) Mm -hmm. um and it's just Mm -hmm. less of a pain in the ass so it's it's quicker and easier and i think it's worth paying a little bit more for a direct flight Totally agreed. I will, will not argue with you on this at all. And that might be a good transition into your top list item. Oh, yeah. I mentioned this when we talked about this briefly before. But if you are not using the airline app, you are missing out on a really important tool that we now have. Yes. Um, to tell you any flight updates, updates on your luggage, gates, baggage carousel. It's all that information right in the palm of your hand. Gone are the days of looking for a departures board so you can find what gate you're at or whatever. It's I mean, just, your ticket's on there. You can your check ticket's in. on you there. Can, yeah. You can check in from anywhere, unless you're my mom and we're in the car driving back from Matt's <laughs> wedding to the airport. Sorry, mom. <laughs> it was not working for you. Um, but in any normal situation, you should be able to check in and make changes, change your flight should you need to. I Download think, it ahead of time. Download yeah, it and set it up yeah, ahead of yeah, time. Yeah. Have, it, have it ready to go. <laughs> yeah. uh, have your account all set up and that should take any problems out of it. But I have just found it to have transformed my flying experience. So I just I think it's a no brainer. There are so many good travel apps these days yep let's use the technology before skynet takes over Mm -hmm. 
uh, bonus on downloading the apps. If you're going to a city like New York, download the app for MTA, or at least uh, save a picture of the MTA on your phone first. Like, whatever the public transit you're going to be using is, all that stuff. Yep. I was shocked a couple of weeks ago when I was in the city for the first time in a couple of years, and you can now use Apple Pay to get on the subway. Which is you know, amazing. The other thing that hadn't occurred to me until just now is that you can download Google Maps for offline use, so you don't yep. have to use your data. And if yep. you have an unreliable connection, you've still got the map of where you're where you are. Yep, I've done that when I traveled to Europe. Yeah, and I the whole notion of buying a SIM card for Europe and all of that uh, it really it's beyond me. So I just had a shit ton of maps that I downloaded and had offline. Mm-hmm. There you go. Uh, I'll keep it with the airline stuff, which is to fly early and to kind of know your backup plans. And I'm not saying go crazy about it, but like if you open the Delta app and you're booking a flight uh, with a layover, so let's say you get stuck with a layover because Albany is a perfect example (laughs) of an airport that has two flights to anywhere and yet somehow one flight to nowhere. Um, And yet that's not their slogan. (laughs) I know, it should (laughs) be. One flight to nowhere. (laughs) should be. Uh, you know, I know that if I'm flying uh, Delta out of Albany, I'm going to Detroit or Atlanta first. Like, just, just, just is what it is. Yeah. Um, and I know that from Detroit or Atlanta to, say, Seattle or Austin or whatever, uh, I'm going to have probably three or four flights throughout the course of the day. So I will just make a note in my mind of when the next one's out. So never, I always avoid a tight uh, layover. I'd much mm-hmm. rather be stuck in an airport for 90 minutes or two hours get a meal, find something to do than to try to be running through Ugh. the Detroit airport, which yes. I've done and have always it's been miserable. It's a big airport. Yeah. It's a long airport. Yeah. Um, uh, but know when the next flight is. So if I know I'm fucked, <laughs> I know to call or get into the app or do whatever I can to be like, put me on the four o'clock flight. <laughs> um, or even if I know I'm getting into trouble, I will go book a new ticket. Not really, but like I'll open up the app to book a new ticket and just screenshot all of the upcoming flights going out with the flight numbers and times. So if I can get to a customer service agent, I can be like, put me on 3726 or whatever. (laughs) Like, because they're going to be dinking around trying to figure out how to help you. But if you know exactly what you want, it'll be much faster for them to be able to do it. And if there's 60 people trying to get on that flight, you want to get in front of them. So, you know, earlier in the day, I have found usually your plane is there or you know overnight that it won't be. And it hasn't had a chance to get delayed coming in from somewhere else yet. So the only problem with flying first thing in the morning, all those winter mornings out of Buffalo was waiting to de-ice. But you just kind of get used to that because at least you're on the plane and you just try not to breathe while they're doing it. Mm-hmm. I think it depends a little bit on the airport, too, because I very deliberately booked an extremely early flight uh, when I left Portugal because I had to go Lisbon to Amsterdam to Minneapolis and so when you book the 5.30 a.m. flight out of Lisbon, I was like, oh, this is great because it's the first flight of the day. No way it can be delayed. Ha, ha, ha. Aww. If it was Swiss air, that would have been something. But whatever it was, Portugal air, Air Portugal, oh, yeah, they don't have the same attitude towards punctuality that some people have on uh, in other uh, countries. So that was... Uh, somewhat of a not quite sprint through shiphole, but not that far off. Honestly, that sinking feeling of dread as you realize you have to walk through a fucking mall 
to get to your gate. Yep. Um, so, yes, I uh, early flights are good, but it can backfire a little. I've had good luck with them in the States. But, yeah, I don't know if I'd rely on them in Europe. Yeah. I don't well, know. Again, yeah. some of that is your airline culture, right? Because if you went with a, a Swiss air flight where the country makes watches and clocks, mm-hmm. and instead you went with the... The one that makes sweet bread and tapas, basically, mm-hmm. right? So <laughs> and has dinner at ten p.m. or whatever. Yeah, like you, you're just buying into a culture there. Be ready to mm-hmm. fly all night. But it strikes me that this particular tip, Bobby, is very much about disaster mitigation. Yes. So I don't want anybody listening who's not a frequent traveler to get all like worried about this because yes. this is this is your experience from mega traveling. This mm-hmm. doesn't happen yes. that often, does it? That's true. No, I, I honestly, and I I don't know if I'm just lucky or maybe it's because I mitigate well, but like I re- like I would say almost every first flight I've been on is like 10 minutes late. But you've got the buffer time in your layover, so you know you're not running. Don't It shouldn't even let you book something with an, a layover that's less than an hour. I know, I don't, yeah. Because they board half an hour, 40 minutes before the flight takes off. So you're really talking about 20 minutes from when your next flight's boarding. That's Stupid and unacceptable. Enough. Right. No. Yep. Um, I have a ton more um, flying things. So maybe I, we can do quick hits because I do too. Yeah. Uh, Meredith, you want to do some of your flying hits here? Yeah. Um, I love a gate check. Um, like Anne said, I hate schlepping my bag around. And so if I can check my bag for free, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have some really good N95 masks. I still think it's a good idea to mask up in the airport and in airplanes. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and I do it everywhere still that I go. So having a good mask that's comfortable and effective is really important. And having the airline of your choice, um, I know it sucks, but get their credit card because it will pay off if you use it for everything. And that's kind of what I do. I use my Southwest card for most um you know, I kind of try to maximize the miles based on what it gives me the most miles for. So I use it for like DoorDash and and um, some automatic stuff and, and bills and things like that and pay it off every month. And I get a lot of miles for that. So I'm going to New York in September to see my friend Jocelyn. And that's free because of my Southwest card. That's one Jocelyn you want when you're flying. That's the Jocelyn that's good. Yeah. Do you think that the airline specific card is better than like a cashback rewards card? Because uh, I have a that's Chase debatable. card that I just, I just do the cashback on. So I could technically spend it on whatever I want to, but I always spend it on flights. Right. I guess, I mean, if you're a traveler and you want like, so the Southwest card gives me some Southwest specific benefits. Like I get upgraded boarding. Um, you get extra points on when you buy stuff in the plane with your card. Um, so I guess it depends on how much you fly. I used to fly Southwest all the time. I just haven't, I just don't anymore so much. Um, so I guess it depends on the specific situation. Hmm. If you want the Delta lounge, you, you need the card, you know, <laughs> uh, I suppose. So that that's worth an interjection actually, because I have a, I have a Delta gold uh, Amex which I use for a lot of things, including booking all of my Delta flights because the point return on booking flights with your Delta card is crazy high. Mm -hmm. So like if you're going to fly a lot, like I used to um, booking on the credit card for that airline, you get like, I think I get like six times the points Hmm. and anything I spend on Delta in points. So like 
I used to be able to book those so fast that I'd get like one in every eight flights free when I was commuting because of how much I was churning on that card. That said, that's not the card that gets me lounge access. So mm-hmm. the, card that, the card that gets me lounge access is my Platinum Business Amex, which has a high annual fee. It's like 450 bucks a year, but it comes with so many benefits that if you use enough of them, you get all that money back and more. And if I say any more than that, I'm going to start to sound like those annoying travel podcasts. <laughs> Jennifer Garner. Yeah, there, are, so. there are some with very high fees, but they get you. You also get like free TSA pre-check. You know, right. they, they, uh, this they card ref- does that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They make it up. They make up for it in other ways. Amex always has high fees, but then they try to kind of mitigate it in other ways. Mm. Right. I don't have the patience. I, I can be a very patient person, but I don't have the patience to. Uh, scour all the different credit card deals to find which one is best tailored to my particular needs. I think the I Chase say. Sapphire card always comes out ahead as like the best general card. Is that yeah, the one I have? That. I think that might be the one that I have. I don't know. But the other thing is, is that you you said for your Southwest card that you know you're like, oh look, I got all this free money that I can do, and I think maybe because mine isn't tied to a, a, an airline. I can't trick my brain into thinking that way because I'm like, oh, look, I have $450 cash back rewards. I could spend that on a flight, but my brain says, yeah, but then that's money you're not spending on your mortgage. Like I can't get it to free money status. I don't know. I mean, I've got, so I have the airline card and I have a Costco card as well. And the Costco card, you only get the cash back once a year and you get a check that you have to start using at Costco. But then if you don't spend the whole thing, they just give you cash. Um, That's, I don't know. I feel like that's kind of free money to me because I don't pay, I pay that card off every single month. I pay all my cards every month. So I'm not paying any interest and it's just free money. So it's like, I go to Costco anyway. I may as well get, you know, free diet coke or whatever <laughs> i know that's yeah. the hitch in my brain is my brain does not see that as free yeah but then so then because you of know, how i don't I'm spending it right i don't spend the full amount and then i get it so then i get cash and it's not like i can use that cat i'm not going to send that cash to my bank account and then put it towards my mortgage i'm just not so <laughs> i am <laughs> well i don't even have a physical bank i use usaa and so they don't have any branches here so i can't it would be a real pain in the butt to do that Thank um, you for your I'm, service. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm smelling a show topic here. Uh, Would this be the worst show topic ever or brain? the best? Money yeah. in your brain? No, credit cards. Oh, yeah. We could do a credit card show. Um, I mean, I, yeah, I, have my, I Delta Amex and my, um, and my Marriott Bonvoy card, which is what I now use. I also just revisit it every year or two just to think about what my bill. I don't. I don't consciously think every time I'm getting gas, like, okay, which car gets better gas points? Well, in this restaurant, like, what's going to get me the better deal? Honestly, I use the Amex at chain restaurants and the not Amex at mom and pop restaurants in case they're getting fucked by their Amex sure. transactions. Keep your powder dry for the credit card show. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I, I think I don't have a bargain brain is what it really is, is that I my brain doesn't care enough and doesn't want to engage enough with the idea of of maximizing mm-hmm. bargains and so that's th- three show topics on the reserve list today. <laughs> i feel like a ass. lot of a lot of people get like a kick out of out of gaming that system um which i i have conflicted feelings about which i maybe i can save those for our credit card show yeah, yeah. 
let me plow through a couple more of my airport specific ones um just so that uh i'll do them real fast um i wear a nylon belt with a plastic clip when i'm flying looks stupid nobody sees my belt anyway um because most of my leather belts i only have a few i don't have some like massive belt collection but like the belts i wear most days in the world um set off metal detectors noted belt enthusiast yeah, Bobby I wear I wear a belt every day. I'm really big on keeping my pants up. Hmm. And when <laughs> I go through the belt detector, because of course with pre-check you usually get diverted from the <laughs> from the body cavity scanner to the um, slightly less invasive metal detector. There's nothing worse than getting bounced because your belt after you've already succeeded in otherwise streamlining the process. I mean, on a good day at a small airport like Albany, I can basically go through security without slowing down. Um. But the belt used to slow me down in Buffalo on Tuesday mornings, flying out very early. So I started wearing these plastic uh, cheap belts. Bobby gets um, the length of rope at the hardware store. Yeah. <laughs> Weirdly, it's just actually the extension cord that I had packed. Um, <laughs> and somehow works. it doesn't set off the metal detector. So plastic belt. And, and it, you know, um, not you, you, it doesn't have to be plastic. Like you could get like a nylon, no, not nylon, like one of those stretchy. I'm thinking about men's belts right now, ladies, you're on your own. But like. Any clasp that isn't heavy, a piece of metal on the end, so it doesn't set off the metal detectors is great. Um, anything you can do if you realize you own something that sets off metal detectors, stop wearing it when you're going through security. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah it's these people that uh, get very surprised all of a sudden when they get to the front of the line. I can't like, bring my uh, rare coin collection in my well, pocket. My, my keys are in my pocket. What's yeah. wrong with that? I'm going to drive the plane. Yeah. Um, Seat Guru is an incredible website mm. where you can look up the make and model of the aircraft you're going to be on, and they show you the seat map and which seats are more or less desirable. So if it's on like an um, if it's on a bulkhead where there's less leg room, or if there's a limited recline because you're in the first of two exit rows, or if uh, like the flight attendant seat is next to you, or if the windows are out of alignment in your row. So that you don't get a window seat and then show up and find out there's not a window. Um, seat Guru. Super easy. Just go look. They color code them. So like the shitty seats are yellow or red and the mm-hmm. good seats are green. Very easy. Yeah, I agree. Um, big fan of that. Always look up your plane. At least the first time. Though You start flying them every week for two years. You kind of know where you like to sit. But um, that's good. I always take an empty water bottle um, and or a coffee tumbler with me. So I can fill up on the other side either at the lounge if you're spoiled like me. Or even just at a bottle fill station. Not even so much for the expensive water, but just because I don't have to bother somebody when I want one to come bring me a lukewarm bottle of small water. Mm-hmm. Like I just want to have my bottle bottle with me. Um, uh, if you're traveling and do have a layover, look up the food in your airport in advance. I think Eater has written a blog on basically every airport in the country at this point. And so if you're going to be stuck somewhere for three hours, at least find out what the best worst food is in your airport. I look forward to layovers in Atlanta now because I know I can go to Pascal's in one of the concourses and get really good soul food while I'm there. And so I just make it a point to plan accordingly there. We've talked about chocolates a lot, right? So yeah. Don't need to get into that again. Yeah. I just, I have never been able to do it. I did it on my flight back from Austin. But you know, what is the benefit other than to be a nice person, which I suppose is benefit enough. Well, I didn't get any other benefit from that one. And that was fine. It was just nice yeah. to be nice. Or it felt nice I, to be nice, I guess. I I am often in a seating position on the plane where those benefits are already given to me. But the chocolates are still mm-hmm. just a nice thing to do. Plus, it's karma, right? Like, I'm going to 
do this enough times, and then the time that I'm in the middle row in the back, somebody's going to take pity on me. Yeah, uh, but I don't believe in karma, so there we go. Of course you don't. In-flight Wi-Fi. <laughs> um, some airlines, free now, awesome. Some airlines, uh, not flexible, so you have to do it on the plane. But if it's somebody with go-go Wi-Fi, buy it before you go to the airport when it's like $19 for a day pass instead of $55 in flight. Oh, my God. Do you really yep. need in-flight Wi-Fi? It depends on where I'm going and what I'm doing. If right. work is reimbursing you, yeah. If work's reimbursing <laughs> you, then I guess they don't care when you pay for it either. But I guess I'm not thinking about business trips as the context for this discussion. Sure. Uh, and then, well, so if you prefer to have Wi-Fi in flight, which I do usually. Um, what do you do so on I, it, though? Um, text people pictures of whatever I'm drinking, probably. He texts uh, us pictures of his, that's true. Yeah, that's that's true. true. his coffee and Kahlua. I actually get some of my best oh coffee no, Bailey's not clear. Bailey's Jesus. whatever. Um I actually get some of my God's best work sake, done. On <laughs> I'm not paying that close of attention to these pictures. I guess. Ti- ti- thank you, thank you. Tidying up my email inbox is something I'm particularly good at on planes for some reason. I think it's because it's like focused work time for me, like, oh I have three hours and I'm just gonna like nobody's gonna be calling me or coming over by my desk or whatever. Um but the most important one I wanted to hit in the roundup for airports and airplanes is bathroom strategy this is an easy one to remember you're getting off the plane you kind of have to use the bathroom walk a little ways yes just just don't go to the first bathroom immediately between your gate and ground transportation because the other 70 people who need to pee or do worse things (laughs) sinful evil things are all coming into your bathroom and you saw them all bored these are not people that you want to be around in the bathroom. Nope. Humanity. Just go. Go find a quiet corner of the bathroom. You know, or even I'll wait until I get past security and out toward the, the you know, the pickups and uh, bag pickup and stuff like that. Just don't go to that first one because it's always hell. Yeah. Yes. I yes. will say bathrooms in the baggage claim area are excellent because yep. to your point – Everybody else has used the first bathroom they encountered when they got off the plane. Mm-hmm. So then they go to the baggage uh, area and nobody needs to use the bathroom there. So you are in luck. I yeah. think that um, I hope that masks stay forever acceptable just for the public bathroomness of it. Yep. Um, I, I find that so reassuring when I'm especially at the airport. I'm like, ah. I'm not worried about breathing some horrible thing because I have my mask. <laughs> yeah. I took way longer than I meant to with a bunch of those. And give us another one. Yeah. When you get to where you're going, let your body adjust naturally. De- I mean, depending on what kind of time change you're um, looking at. And again, I'm uh, thinking of Jack as I um, came up with these tips. He's going to be going from Seattle to New York. He's got three hours. That's a significant chunk of the day. And I have done many things over the years when I fly to try and wrench my body onto local time. And it never, it never works. works. In fact, it usually backfires. The last time I went to London... I thought to myself, oh, I know what I'm going to do. Because the flight was leaving at 9.30 p.m. I thought, I'm going to stay 
I'm going to sleep as usual, and then I'm going to sleep on the plane overnight. And when I land there, it's going to be 8.30 in the morning, and it's going to be great. Completely forgetting that I'm not Christy. I cannot sleep in moving vehicles, plane, train, or automobile the way that she can, which is, as she said many times, her superpower. But I just can't do it. I can't. And so I did not sleep during the day beforehand. I did not sleep during the flight. And then I got there and I was bound and determined that I would not take a nap, that I would just stay up, power through, and go to bed at the appropriate local time. And I was so tired. And, Mm -hmm. of course, I got sick. Yep. And so I, when I went to Portugal, which was my last big trip, I really just leaned into it. I'm like, sleep when you're tired, get up and do things, and just calm the fuck down. It'll be fine. And that is the best advice I've given myself as far as that's concerned. Yeah. I I totally agree. Yeah. Yep. Don't force it. Your body knows better than you always. Yep. Yep. And is unforgiving as I'm experiencing <laughs> right now. Oh, it's less forgiving by the year. <laughs> um I feel like dealing with your body in travel is a good transition to Meredith and your driving tips. Yeah, I've got a couple um they're pretty minor ones, but I think um for a road trip having a a dedicated trash bag for the car is really important. That's great. Because you're going to stock up on snacks. You're going to have trash and you're going to be like, oh, where do I put this? And then you're going to throw it on the ground or something. Um, so um, it helps to be married to somebody who loves to 3D print gadgets because I have <laughs> hooks that attach to the headrest of my car on the passenger seat. And then I hang a, a grocery bag over that. And that's my dedicated trash bag. And I can reach it with my right hand behind the seat. Um, but you don't have to necessarily do that. Um, wait, are, reach it like, like it's an arrow in a quiver or like, a no, quiver like that would hold arrows. So you so just like put it over the, since shoulder. it's behind the passenger seat, I can just reach back slightly with my right hand. If it was behind my seat, like it doesn't work. Oh, you're, well in, the, if you're, you're in the, the driver's seat. I'm the driver. Okay, okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If you're the passenger, it's very hard to get to it. So the driver just assumed she wasn't driving because she's a woman. Cause I'm a yep. woman. <laughs> Because I'm sexist like that. I never learned to drive. It's true. Well, you could put, you could do both. You could put them on, and I suppose you could hang a trash bag from those little those prongs that your headrest mm-hmm. goes into, right? So you don't really even need a, a fancy 3D printed thing. I just got really excited at the idea that she would just reach up over her shoulder into her trash quiver. I could yep. do that. I'm going to do that. Okay, change of plans. She's gonna she's gonna shoot you from across the interstate with this Wendy's bag. Yeah. Um, And the other tip is if you're going on a trip longer than like an hour, drive the more comfortable car. Um, (laughs) My Subaru is so comfortable. The seats have like lumbar support and they're heated and blah, blah, blah. And it's just, you don't, it's the first car I've ever owned where when you get out of the car after a couple of hours, you're not like, (laughs) you know, you're not all creaky and you're, you just feel fine. And it's great. And when we take his Volt, I mean, it's amazing because the gas mileage, because it's a hybrid, but it you feel creaky and you barely can get out of the car. Um, so if you're willing to sacrifice the, the gas mileage, if you're in my exact situation, take the Subaru. <laughs> yeah, take Meredith's Subaru. <laughs> take my Subaru on a road trip. It has very low miles because I've worked from home the whole time I've owned it. I think um, this is a really good one. And it's one that I've come to a little bit later in life because 
whenever I go somewhere and I rent a car, I was always like, get the subcompact, get the cheap one. Renting cars is so expensive. And then I think this might segue into one of your points, Bobby. Uh, I became a member in the Emerald Club National Car Rental. Mm -hmm. And they're like, just walk down the row and pick anyone you want. And Mm -hmm. I think it was when I went to Austin that I ended up driving a Jeep of something, not a Jeep Jeep, but like a Jeep Commander. Cherokee or or something. Yeah, something like that. And it was so much nicer than driving, you know, any dopey little four-door sedan that I am a changed woman. And when we went to California this time, I specifically looked for, uh, I don't know, what are they, uh, I forget, a compact SUV or something. Just something a little bit larger and more comfortable. And it makes a world of difference. It really does. Yep, yeah. I'm a midsize SUV guy. And yeah. if there are multiples available, I look for the closest thing to my RAV4. Yep. Like, yep. Just uh, because I, I know I know how it handles. I know I'm comfortable in it. Um, anything like that. I forget what I had when we were. Oh, I when we were all in Austin a few weeks ago. Not all of us. Sorry, Ann. Um, <sighs> I had in. a Toyota. Um, uh, what's the Toyota that's basically a Tacoma, but has seats instead of a bed in the back? And that oh, was a, it was a yeah. fun drive because I, I was, was in like it and I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. But it was fun to drive. But also just like, especially in Texas, we've all learned you have to be higher up off the ground or you're going to yeah. die. Yeah. Yep. Like you <laughs> yep. just, you, you're invisible if you're in a sedan, uh, especially a little tiny one. In, uh, in San Francisco this last time, I had a Ford Ecos, which I assume is a hybrid. What's that? I've never sort. heard of that before. <laughs> I know. It was brand new. It was so nice. And then, you know, it got the flat tire. And then I was in a Ford yeah. Escape or something. I don't remember. But um, it was a nice car, and I enjoyed driving it. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah uh, so I had it on my list. Uh, two tips. One, rental cars like National, where you pick from the row, are great. Because Absolutely. you choose your fate. And um, I have literally like spent minutes studying my options. Not super overthinking it, but just like... I'll get in and be like, oh, this doesn't have any USB ports. Mm. Uh, I'm going to go get a different one. Like, Yeah, that's the just, great thing about it is you can get in and be like, nah, <laughs> yeah, switch. Or I think I sat in a in a Volkswagen, or as Luke would call it, a Volkswagen, mm-hmm. and was like, oh, these seats are awful. <laughs> like, right. Not happening. Like, I thought it'd be fun to drive one because I've never owned one, and I know people are really loyal to them. And I was like, nope, 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 not happening. Um, so National's great for that. I used to be an Enterprise guy and enterprise national are the same parent company, but like Mm -hmm. the national side of it, being able to pick the car. Awesome. My other tip is again, get download the apps, do it all with the the phone apps, Mm -hmm. reserve them. You know, if you, if you know you're going two months out, just book the reservation two months out. And then every week or two when you're bored, you know, before bed or when you got a few minutes to kill somewhere, go in, book the rental again, new. And if it's cheaper, Keep the new reservation and delete the old one. Oh, this is gamifying in a way that does not occur to me. Me neither. Exactly. There's no penalty for getting rid of a reservation. um, And you can basically cancel it up until it's it's happening. And even then, if you just don't show up, you don't get billed for it. So, like, um, I will, yeah, just every few days or whatever, just log in, pretend I'm a new, you know, doing it new, book the same times from the same airport. And sometimes it'll be a hundred bucks cheaper. 
And Good so I'll tip. just keep the new one, note the reservation number momentarily long enough to go make sure I delete the correct old one. Uh, and yeah, it works for national, works for enterprise. Um, Hertz and Avis apps are a little clunkier and they're the same company too, but um, yeah, national. So good. Mm-hmm. So good. Um, so I good. really like it. Yeah, I do too. And, and the, it's just like the bathroom thing, like 40 cars worth of people all just showed up at this little airport and they're all heading to the same four rental counters. So yep. anything you can do to not end up in that line mm-hmm. with them is, is great. And I don't understand. Why is it 20 minutes at the rental counter? Why? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Every they person so much. takes 20 what minutes at the counter. Yeah. No matter what's going on. No, it's it's freedom to, to just have national and just walk past those people and past yep. that line of misery and just go to pick your car. It's yep. great. Yep. There's not a ton of super awesome benefits to working at a public university. But when I found out that we have an employee deal with national and I was like, so I can mm-hmm. use it for personal rentals. And my boss was like, yeah, absolutely. And I was like, are you sure I'm not going to get fired? <laughs> yeah. Here's you saying, are you sure I'm not going to get fired? And here's me thinking to myself, how long can I keep my business credit card now that I don't work? <laughs> business doesn't exist. Yeah. Uh, by the way, um, I don't know if this is a pro tip or fraud, but like the the company Amex I have is a company Amex, but it's like it's in my name, it's on my social security number. Like, pretty sure you can just tell Amex you're a business, and they will not care. I work at a company. Mm. Yeah, or just you know, I am a business person. Give me a business credit card. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure they just will. And I say this because the <laughs> benefits for the business platinum card are better than the regular platinum MX, like with the lounge access and stuff. So I'm just throwing it out there that like Bobby Pape uh, Industries over here is, uh, mm. you know, needing a company I, card. I'm a businessman. Look at my briefcase. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> God damn it. How dare you throw my childhood back at me, Meredith? <laughs> Hotels and general tips? Hotels, okay. A lot of these have to do with the fact that I am a princess in the pea, as previously mentioned. Um, the things that I have found... So I, I never sleep well the first night anywhere that I am that is in my home. doesn't matter if it's like somebody else's house, a hotel, a new house that I just moved into. I'm just not going to sleep well. So I know that ahead of time I need a sleep mask. I have a white noise app on my phone. Um, bringing my own pillow is something I'm going to start doing. And I think um, in a hotel room, cranking the air conditioning helps me a lot Um, because trying to sleep when it's a little too hot and you don't have like blanket options because you're in a hotel is really important. Um, The other thing is to always bring, and maybe this is just my age speaking, but bring a, I bring a mini pill organizer and I always have Benadryl, ibuprofen and Pepto chews in there. Um, but you can substitute, obviously, with any sort of medication that you anticipate needing. But uh, the Benadryl helps me sleep in a hotel. It, like, definitely knocks me out if I take two. Um, then I can actually almost get a good night's sleep in a hotel with all of these things. That's that's what it takes for me to sleep well in a hotel. Yikes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely your mileage may vary kind of thing. Yes. Because although I do not sleep on transportation... I'm a very good sleeper. So most of that stuff I've never even considered thinking. I do have an, a white noise app on my phone, but I use it at home. So mm-hmm. use it on the road. But other than that, I, I've never worn a sleep mask in my life. 
I have know. a satiny one that's c- pretty comfortable and it doesn't squish my head too much. Um, but it's good if the curtains aren't fully closable um, because a- any little bit of light, especially if you're like, you know, if there are parking lot floodlights <laughs> coming into yep. your room all night, I need I need to block that out. So I just sleep through it all. One of the hacks for that is if you're in a hotel room where, and I'm saying hacks because it's very much that kind of listicle thing, uh, where the curtains don't quite meet in the middle, like they just they won't stay met in the middle, using one of the hangers with the clips on it to clip the mm-hmm. blinds together. Yes. Classic. Yep. Um, I keep an eye mask in my luggage for both flights and hotel rooms. Mm-hmm. I don't like sleeping with an eye mask on. But it's better than having blinding light in my face. So mine I usually comes on. off in the night. But if I wake up like at four in the morning and it's too light, then I'll put it back on. Yeah, and it helps me go back to sleep. Um, I also keep a pill case, not like a big long multi day one, but I just have a couple of those little tab ones, like little tiny round ones. Yeah, just like one. Um, I have like an oval one with little organizer compartments. Yeah, yeah. Mine don't even. They're just a single compartment. But like, I hate bringing a whole bottle of pills. Yeah. So one I of them thought, just has. Hmm. I thought they rec they whoever they is. I thought they recommended bringing medication in the original container when you fly. They do. They do so in case you get challenged. But I've never been challenged. Yeah. On fuck it. they. Um, yeah. Plus, it's like one is ibuprofen and Tylenol. I think if I was traveling internationally, I probably would just keep yeah. them in their original bottles, just so that I wouldn't get trapped at customs with like drug charges, like Brittany Griner or something. But yeah. Um, Otherwise, the, the, the organizer works just fine. I also don't fly with, like, I don't take any prescription drugs. So for me, it's one with Tylenol and Advil in it. And then there's one with my over-the-counter um, Zizol and my heartburn pills, because I'm an old man, mm-hmm. that I take nightly. Because I was told to take them any day I eat something that might give me heartburn overnight, which is basically so every, every day. day. Uh, and then... Uh, uh, some Benadryl in another one, and um, uh, just like you said, the Pepto Chews, which are a fucking marvel of modern science. Yeah, they are. That they've taken the giant bottle of pink goo that you're supposed to drink and turned it into a pill that doesn't even taste that bad when you chew it. Yep. Um, so I Portable. Keep a few of those it's in individual little blister packs. packs. It's yeah. great. Genius. Because yep. mm-hmm. you know you're going to eat something at some point, either intentionally or not intentionally, on a trip that's going to just kill you. So well, you're always eating something. You know, you're not at your normal diet. You're you're drinking different water. Like it can be very, it can be a very iffy situation when you're traveling. Yep. Yeah. Um, I also keep a very very small sewing kit in my luggage. Um, not anything extravagant or fancy, but just some needle and thread. In fact, I, I've got a couple of different options, but one that I keep in my bag a lot is like the size of a business card. It slides open and has just a couple of thread options and a couple of needles and a needle threader. And it's from a hotel that the hotel is out of business now. It's in Buffalo, but I just picked it up at some point. I don't know how. And uh, it's saved me on at least two occasions where I've had to reattach like a button or something. Oh, Hmm. yeah. Like the ones that are just included in the toiletry package sometimes in the bathroom. Yeah. And I've totally... Just uh, But, like, hotels don't have all the cool stuff they used to. Like, that's gone a lot of times. The laundry bag's gone now a lot of times. What happened to the shoehorn? Yeah, fuck those guys. I want my shoehorn. <laughs> so, like, yeah, all that stuff's disappearing. Also, they only clean your room every four days now unless yeah. you make them. So, like, you know, um, sewing kit has saved my ass on multiple occasions traveling for, like, people's weddings and stuff. I have mm. used the um, shower cap. 
before. Like if I, oh, yeah, for shoes. if I blow dried my hair and I don't want to ruin it, but I do want to shower, oh, <laughs> I will actually use it on my hair. Yeah. Or <laughs> no. it's good in a pinch as a plastic bag. Yeah. You're right. Shower caps, a great backup for wrapping up shoes. If they got dirty on the trip mm-hmm. and putting them back in your luggage. Um, what really tra- chaps my hide in hotel rooms is why do they always give me a little bar soap at the bathroom sink, but they don't have a soap dish? Oh, my gosh. Where yeah. are you supposed to put the bar soap? I just put it on the counter and make them you clean it to- up, I guess. Yeah, I always go back and forth between putting it on the counter and just throwing it in the sink because I figure at least there it's you know, oh, slowly melting. So. I never oh, thought about that. Yeah. Um, I always stand it up on its side if I put it on the counter. I'm like, well, I'll have the minimum surface area touching the counter, but Mm -hmm. I guess they're going to scrub it anyway. So, I don't know. A couple other, I want to do, and and I'm intentionally saving your last one for last because I feel like it's, you Mm -hmm. know. um, That's us planning the show by talking about it. Um, (laughs) just, Just like other travel apps, just like rental car, just like flying, hotel apps are your friend. If you can be loyal to a brand, um, that's great. We actually are starting to waver from our Bonvoy loyalness. I think I think there's a Hilton credit card in my future. Um, because one of the things about Hamptons, and we were in a Hampton Inn last weekend, when you check in on the phone, Hampton Inns will often let you choose your room based on what's available on that's the map. That's cool. And like, so if you know you like being kind of far from the elevator, but not all the way at the far end, or if it's a place you know and you like a certain view or whatever... I did that for the Buffalo Hampton Inn this weekend. Um, got there and they were like, oh, your room's not available yet. And I looked at her and said, I don't care. Like, I'm not loyally attached to being in 608. I just wanted to be a little far away from the elevators and the ice machine and on the top floor. And she's like, oh, well, I could just do that with 624. They give it 624 and it was fine. But like getting to pick your room is awesome. Also, you get to play with the map and click around. And <laughs> so, you know, That's fun. Hampton Inn's fun, yeah, a lot of them. You I'm playing the- on my iPad. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Uh, I missed Gerber Shard earlier. I keep one of these little multi-tools on my keychain that is TSA compliant, so I can't fly with a pocket knife. I can't carry my my everyday carry, which would be another fun episode. Maybe it's just, what do we all carry with us every day? Because I carry a Leatherman most days, and also I do have just a single pocket knife that I keep in my pocket a lot now. I did um, not know what this was. I thought it was some baby food thing, and I was like, what is this yeah. going to be? Yeah, Gerber, those shard Gerber shards for lawsuit. your babies. Yeah, <laughs> feed your baby shards. Um, yeah, Gerber shard is this little keychain tool. It's like under 10 bucks. They make a lot of other options for this now. It's, it's become a really popular thing to have these um, compliant other oh, five. Oh, this one's blue. I've never seen a blue one before. Um, Whoa, a blue one. These little keychains that just have like a little pry bar and a little screwdriver and a little bottle opener on them. And I gift these to people all the time because TSA doesn't care about them. You can open boxes with them. You can open bottles with them. I feel like, like you all could that open random someone's stuff on the jugular road. with them, too, if you really wanted yeah, to. Probably, yeah, if you're walking to your car in a dark parking lot at night, I would definitely keep this in my hand. Why is this TSA compliant? Hmm. Because it's not a knife. Okay. So... You know, them's the rules. It looks like a dog. <laughs> with no back legs. Had never thought of that before. So sure, yeah. On my keys, always. Um, I have multiple of them. When I was back and forth between two sets of keys in two cities, I had one on each set. So uh, very, very handy, and you will never get it confiscated. Um, 
And then luggage talk was the last thing I wanted to mention. And I, I put my, my two me suitcase that I love in there, but really it's not about the brand. It's about knowing your sizes. So like, if you're going to be a carry on person, knowing that your carry on is always going to fit and you can look that up. Um, but I also have, and Meredith, and it's one of your favorite words. I have a duffel bag. <laughs> it's no longer an outlawed word in my universe. I don't care good. anymore. That's good. <laughs> I have a duffel bag. I really like for weekend trips. Um, because when you're flying on a really small regional jet and they make like 99% of people check their stuff on a thing as they're walking up onto the plane, I'm like, nope, squishy duffel bag. It fits everywhere. One end has the hole in it for shoes, like a like a bag mm-hmm. you can take to the gym. Mm-hmm. And the other end has a cooler pouch. And so it zips open and it's lined like an insulated lunch bag. Um, I will get to an airport, get a couple of cold Diet Cokes, pop them in there and then have them when I'm getting where I'm going. Wow. How are they not sh- shaken up? Well, they are, but like, I'm not drinking them the minute I huh. set them down. And also the, it's pretty snug. So like it fits just, just right. Um, I don't remember. I found it online, I think, and just Amazon, but like, even if I'm just traveling for the day, having a cold spot to put a couple of drinks in a couple bottles of water, a couple bottles of Diet Coke or whatever. Awesome. Super handy. Love it. I would never have thought of that. Something. Yeah. It's just somebody thought to build a lunch bag in. Wow. And it's great. I think that was my whole... I'm sure I can come up with a hundred more tips, but they'd probably be very personal to me. Like, befriend the bartender at your local Delta Lounge. <laughs> um, I did used you- to have a favorite bartender in St. Louis because I used to have to do layovers there all the time between Dallas and Grand Rapids because there's no direct flights. <laughs> right. I wonder how um, she's I like that Sal made last week's show description, by the way. Thank you for that. Uh, Anne, one more? Yes, I guess mine is the most um, holistic of all the tips on this, and that is to release desire. We have spent the last uh, hour-ish coming up with ways to make things easier, ways to mitigate disaster, ways to make you more comfortable. But in the end, you just have to release desire and... This is hard for me, but I have worked on it and it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Yeah, rolling with the punches is another skill. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it may go sideways in the moment. And of course, if you know you're going to a wedding or something, you don't have unlimited time to roll with those punches because you've got to get to where you're, you're going or something else. But hopefully that's why you build in enough time to not have those problems. But um if you, like I said before, with over planning, if you don't get to see the, the leaning tower of Pisa, that's okay. It'll still be there. Um, you know, if you don't go to all the incredible restaurants, that's okay. If your connecting flight gets missed, it'll be fine. It's just an exercise in being chill, man. Just mm-hmm. be chill. And as I've gotten older, I actually find that easier to do. Um, Maybe it's because you learn that the consequences are really not that bad for disasters happening. They are disasters in the moment, but in the grand scheme of things, they're fine. And if I can trick myself into having that mindset, then things are 100% better for the travel process for me. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. 
I was just trying to remember also that the people I'm talking to, if I am in the middle of getting screwed or something is going terribly wrong, it is almost never their fault. With the exception nope. of Will McQuillan, it is <laughs> almost never the employee's fault that the airline is falling apart for whatever right. reason. Right. I know. And, That's why uh, I never understand yelling at customer service people because they literally do not have the power. Right. Right. To and none of it is their change fault. the situation. <laughs> yep. Yeah. They are just trying to do their jobs. Yeah, they're not even the ones trying to fly the planes. They're not even that qual, you know. <laughs> so just be nice and be gentle with people and mm-hmm. recognize the world is shit. So like, of course, of course, you're eventually going to pop one that's delayed or canceled or rerouted or or whatever. It just is what it yeah. is. And yep, I listened know. to the daily today. I think today's was about about how the airlines got into the position that they're in for for such a so many travel nightmares this summer. Um, Mm -hmm. And it was a good overview of that. And it kind of gives some perspective and it made me, I don't know. It made me angry because we bailed them out again, but it still sucks. But they were like, it probably would have sucked a lot worse if we hadn't done that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, but it's not the employee's fault. It's, you know, if, if anything, it's the airline execs fault. Well, that douchebag Will was out there trying to keep them from laying everybody off. and <laughs> How dare he? Sure enough, yes. Then they suddenly needed all those pilots what back. What a jerk. Haha, look, they were still employed. Uh, how dare he? Anyway. Yep. Um, the, the people yeah. who will never pay any personal consequences are the ones that are in charge of making the decisions. Hmm. Yeah, weird. Yeah. So, speaking of American podcasts, um, <laughs> do we have a question of the week? Um, we already That's did right. travel tips. We've We've... Yeah. Let's repurpose last week's question of the week, which I'm not sure if we forgot to post it anyway. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh, did we? I, don't I think know. we I think we may not have. So God, we're so bad at this. I know. Let's let's just repurpose a, a travel related question for one last time and say where is your favorite place that you visited that we could take all these travel tips into account? Good call. Thank you, Anne, for remembering. Well, that's good, because uh-huh. we had charged Hillary with coming up with question of the week for us, and then she couldn't make it tonight because of her controversial <laughs> Southwest takes. and Couldn't um, make it or blew us off. Yeah. Yep. And she had two. <laughs> she had some, but one of, them, one of them involved crying, and I didn't want to talk about it. So. Yeah. <laughs> but you know one place where there is no crying? Ooh, baseball? Baseball. Yes, we've got a couple of recommendations that we are passing along from co-hosts who are not here tonight. First of all, Christy is recommending the television show A League of Their Own, not the 1992 movie, although I'm sure she would recommend it. I mean, it's always good for a watch. It's one of the best baseball movies ever made. Absolutely. One of my all-time favorites. I do believe I have the DVD downstairs somewhere that I no longer have a DVD player to watch on. Um, but this is the new one. Uh, is this Abby Jacobson from Broad City? Yeah. Is the person who is starring in this. I tried to watch this the other day because I have been eyeing it for a while and it had not released. So I must have like looked for it like the day before it dropped. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I guess it's not out yet. But Christy said, yep, it has been released now. And so you can go see it and it gets much more into the stories of the women and maybe more realistic stories. Um, other than just the glamorous problems of Gina Davis and Madonna uh, it playing ladies baseball. Ladies baseball. Oh, Anne. Yeah. It's just horrible. Yeah. But I'll be watching that, and Christy uh, suggests that to everyone. Hillary is suggesting the show Never Have I Ever, which... <laughs> 
the three of us are ill-equipped to recommend because none of the three of us knew what it was, so we had to go look it up. Uh, and from Wikipedia, Never Have I Ever is an American coming-of-age comedy drama television series created by Mindy Kaling uh, and Lang Fisher, whoever that is, loosely based on Kaling's childhood experiences in the Boston area. It's, uh, a, uh, it's about an Indian-American high school student dealing with the sudden death of her father. Um, there are three seasons so far. It looks like season four has been greenlit. And um, um, Hillary loves her teen dramas. I don't know. I don't know if she loves her teen dramas. But yeah, uh, I just said that. So She's a cool mom. Yeah, absolutely is she a cool mom. And then I just want to reiterate my endorsement last week of The Sandman I recommended. I have now watched most of the episodes, and it is amazing television. Oh, I gotta just watch it. So visually beautiful, but also, uh, like, episode six was basically just a meditation on life and death. Um, that made me cry. Honestly, it made me think about some very uncomfortable topics around dying and what happens to us when we die that um, I think a lot of us like to uh, close our eyes and put our fingers in our ears and go la 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 because we don't want to think about that inevitable um, conclusion. I don't know what uh, you mean. Yeah. Um, which is why we try to distract ourselves with television and so forth. Uh, but that was a really beautiful episode and it's, um, incredibly interesting and doesn't, um, doesn't answer all the questions that it raises, which I like. It really gives me something to chew on. So I, again, that's Netflix. So easily accessible to most people other than my mom who gave up her Netflix account. So sorry, mom. And with that, it's time for you to get involved with the show. You can go to our website at thisshowhaseverything.com. You can join the Facebook group and post there and comment on posts. Uh, the show Twitter, which Bobby updates like practically every day, I think. Excuse at- me. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's, oh, come on. What? Constantly. Well, you know, I try. I mean, it's just, it's a content factory for you. <laughs> <laughs> at TC Show. Uh, you can email us at tshow at gmail.com like Justina often does, like Jack does, like Bob does, like Ted does, like Mackenzie does, like Amanda does. All Peer these pressure. emailers. We love to read those. It's like when weathermen call out the hot zips for the station. <laughs> yep. You're just acknowledging our most frequent posters. I like And uh, honestly, if I get one more email from Litgz. P- oh giving me the intimate photos they promised. <laughs> I'm going to throw my phone across the room. What is it? We're getting so many of those now. You guys need to email us to drown out the junk. It's getting ridiculous. <sighs> yes, I can't look at all these intimate photos. <laughs> Who has the time? <laughs> and if you want to go old school, of course, you can fax Bobby your butt or your travel tips or your travel reservation at 617 354 8513. Thanks for joining us, and that was definitely not everything about our travel tips, but it was enough. I think it was enough. It was yeah. definitely enough. That's good. Enough. Can we talk about things other than travel next week? Please. Yeah. Okay. Let's get away. Let's take a boat to Bermuda. 
Let's take a plane to St. Paul. Let's grab a kayak to Quincy or Nyack. Let's get away from it all. Let's take a trip in a trailer. No need to come back at all. Let's take a powder to Boston for chowder. Let's get away from it all. We'll travel around from town to town. We'll visit every state. Let's where do we go? And I'll repeat, I love you, sweet, in all the 48. Let's go again to Niagara. This time we'll look at the fall. Let's leave our hut, dear. Get out of our hut, dear. Let's get away from it all. Beep, beep, bop, ba, dee, bubble, ya, boop, we Hey L. Yeah. I like your shoes. Sean, you like your shoes? Nice. What do you call those? Let's well, these are my traveling shoes. Let's go. Well, we'll travel round from town to town. We'll visit every state. Yep, we'll do them all. Alaska and Hawaii too. Then all the 48. Come on, baby. Let's go again to Niagara. This time we'll look at the fall. Let's leave our hut, dear. Get out of our hut, dear. Let's get away. Let's get away from it all. Let's get away.